Today's daf is daf Tezayin. So we had started the Mishnah yesterday at the bottom of Tezvav Amid Beis, and we got to the bottom of the Amid. I just want to go over the Mishnah again because it really the Gemara is continuing with the problem that we had in the Mishnah. So I, I, you have to know you have to know the Mishnah well to understand the different uh, the three or four different. Uh, answers of the problem. So if you remember, the Mishnah started like this. The Mishnah says, Chamisha Tamin Chamisha Mu'adin. There are five cases of Tam and the five cases of Mu'ad. Now, admit the way the Mishnah reads is, it's going now and explaining the five cases of Tam. What are the five cases of Tam? There are five cases of Karen. Five cases of Karen, either there is the Karen or the Toldus of Karen, where there is a din of Chatzinezek, there is a din of Tam. Tam, we only find by Karen the difference between Tam and Muad. So that's what it is. Habahema uh, is not Muad, it's Lo Liga, for Lo Liga, for Lo Loshu, for Lo Lirbot, for Lo Levi. Those are five cases of Tam, and that fits the, the, the first category, Chamisha Tamin. And then it says, it then Lechora it's giving the five cases of Muad. So what are the five cases of Muad where you have to pay Nezek Shalem and there is no exemption of Tom? So that's Shane, right? Shane is considered Nezek Shalem right away. It's Mu'edas Lechola Saro'o'ilo. Dafka if it eats things that the animal normally eats because if it's something if it eats clothing or it eats kalim that would be mashuna and that would not fall under shane what would that fall out if it's doing something abnormal it would go back under karen right important even though it's eating it but it's eating something that's not normal to eat it would go back under karen therefore it would fall into the chatzinezic range that's that's why it's davka hashane mu'edes lecholas and regal is mu'edes lishbar bederachilucha Again, that's a case of, of Muad right away. And the case of Shor HaMuad, the Shor HaMuad is an animal that damaged three times. Also, Lechor, again, it's talking about now. Three times, which is Muad, is Nezek Sholem. Shor HaMazik Bershus HaNizak. And if it's Mazik Bershus HaNizak, which Lechor is Nezek Sholem, but only according to the opinion of Rabbi Tarfun, who holds there's no din of Chatzin Nezek Bershus HaNizak. Now, that's already five. Now, Adam, Vazeva, Ari, Vadov, those are also, that, that's just, that, that's add-on. We'll see exactly how it reads into, into, the, into the Mishnah. But, four. And Shane, Rego, Muad three times, and then Mazak. Adam is the fifth Adam is the fifth one? Yes. Alright, well, if those are the five, the Adam, Adam is the fifth one. In this Cheshben, Adam would be five. And then the case of Zev, Ari, Adov, and Amr, Vardos would be extra, would not be part of it. Okay. Now, the problem the Gemara had is like this. Clearly, if you learn that Shora Mazik Bershusa Nizak is going on Karen, Shora Mazik Bershusa Nizak is going on Karen, and that's why it's Nezak Sholem, even though it's, the one, it, it's still one of the first three times, that clearly goes like the sheet of Rabbi Tarfun. Because only Rabbi Tarfun holds that there's no Din Chatzin Nezak of Karen Bershus HaNizak. The problem the Gemara had is that the first part of the Mishnah, it says, Chamisha Tam, Chamisha Mu'adin, right? And it said that one of the Mu'adim is Shane, Lechos Aro'ilo. Now, Shane is only Chayev, Bershusa Nizak. Shane, Bershusa Rabinir Potter. So the first part of the Mishnah must be talking about Bershusa Nizak. It can't be talking about anywhere else, because otherwise you wouldn't be Chayev and Shane. And in that first part, it said that Karen, you're Chayev Chatzinezek. Which means that's going like the Rabbonon. So it asks, the first part of the Mishnah is going like the Rabbonon. The second part of the Mishnah is going like Rabbi Tarfun. So the way we left off yesterday, Shmuel's understanding of the Mishnah is Enachinami. Rebbe, when he redacted the Mishnah, he put the Reisha going like, uh, like Rabbonon. And he put the Sefer going like uh, Rabbi Tarfun. Okay, that's the way we left off yesterday. Everybody with me? I just want to make sure, because now we have, go, now skip to the bottom of the page. Uh, Rabbi Lazar, uh, 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 Rav Amar. So now we're giving Rav's interpretation. What Rav would like to do, he doesn't like Shmuel's explanation that you have a, a, a two different sheets in one Mishnah without it being clear that it's, that's Machlokas. So what he says is like this, Kula Rabbi Tarfunhi. That the entire Mishnah is going to go like Rabbi Tarfun. Now the second part of the Mishnah is much easier to fit into Rabbi Tarfun. Because 
Shara Mazi Bashusa Nizak is Muad, that for sure goes like Rabbi Tarfun. The only question is, how do you get the first part? Because the Rasha said Yerchayev on Shen, which is only Bashusa Nizak, and it also said Yerchayev Chatsi Nizak, which does not, if it's Bashusa Nizak, according to Rabbi Tarfun, it should be a Nizak Shalom. That's what you have to explain. He says, the Kul Rabbi Tarfun, he, Rasha, it's Bechotram Yuchedes Leperos Leechot Mehen. Only one of them had a right to use the chotzer for storage of his items, of his payros. So that's the nizak. The nizak had a right to keep his payros there. But but they both had rights to bring oxen in. So therefore, let's analyze this. So legabe payros, it's rishusa nizak. Legabe shvarim, if they damaged one another, the oxen, that would be considered to be like a Rishus Arabim. But if the ox went and ate the payros, that's considered damaging Rishus Nizak. So now the Mishnah works out even according to Rabbi Tarfun. It will work out according to Rabbi Tarfun. Let's read inside. The Legabe Shein Nizak. And therefore, if the animal eats the payros, it's considered Rishus Nizak because only the Nizak had the right to keep the payros there. So therefore, there will be the din of Nizak Shalem on the payros. But let's say the oxen damage one another. Since they both had permission to be there, we don't look at it Rishus HaNizek. That's looked like a Rishus HaRabim. Rabbi Tarfun agrees in Rishus HaRabim what will be the din. On Karen will be Chatzinezek. So therefore, the Gabba Karen have a Rishus HaRabim. And that's what's Chatzinezek. So this is a creative way that Rav is explaining the first part of the Mishnah that aligns the first part and the last part of the Mishnah all going like the opinion of Rabbi Tarfun. Everybody with me so far? So I'm a Rav Kahana. I'm Risa Lishmai to Kameidu Rav. He said, I taught over what, what, what Rav was, Rav was the Rebbe of Rav Kahana. I went over and taught over the way Rav had explained to reconcile the race and the safe. I taught it to Rav Zvid, Minar Do. And his response was as follows. I don't see how you can make <coughs> the whole Mishnah go like Rabbi Tarfun. It still doesn't go like Rabbi Tarfun. Why? Haktani Shen Mu'edes Lechalas We said that when is Shane Nezek Sholem? When do you have to pay a Nezek Sholem? Only if the Shane eats something that it normally would eat, like Peros. Which implies that if the Shane would eat other items that were being stored there, let's say it would be eating Kalim or eat clothing, then what would be the Din? Now, Lachora, why would it be Chatzinezek? According to you, if it were ain't a Ro'oy law, then it would fall in, under the category of Karen. And Lagabe Karen is Bershusa Nizak. What would be the din of Chatzinezek? It should be Nezak Shalom also. So therefore, Lachora can't go like Rabbi Tarfun, the way you're explaining. So Lachora, Ro'oy law in, only if it ate the payros that are being stored there. But Sha'ain Ro'oy but let's say it was the Nizak was storing Kalim there, or clothing over there. Loy, then it wouldn't be a Nezak Shalom, but only a Chatzinezek. Why? Because it'd be Karen, and Karen is Tom the first three times. Aye, not if you're going like Rabbi Tarfun, and it's Nizak, then it should be Nezak Shalom. Be Rabbi Tarfan, I'm Mashuna Karen. That Karen is abnormal, and even though it's abnormal, it's a bit, it's Bechatza Hanizak, it still is Nezak Shalem, Shalem. So Ella Olam, so therefore Rabzvid, I guess there's Rabzvid's suggestion on how to read the Mishnah now. We're going, we had, we had Shmuel, we had Rab, now we're going to Rabzvid. Rabzvid says, if you want to reconcile the Mishnah, it's much easier to make it all go like the Rabbonon. So the Olam Rabbonon he. But the only way to make it go like the Rabbonon, now the importance, we're going to have to see what he tweaks. You're going to have to add some words into the Mishnah. By adding words into the Mishnah, we can make it all align like the Rabbonon. Let's see. The Chesurim Mechzera, and there are some deletions in the Mishnah that we have to re, re, reinstate. The and this is how the Mishnah has to be read, carefully. There are five cases of Tom. Now, our Mishnah read, there are five cases of Tom, and there are five cases of Muad, and then it listed them. But that's not what he's saying. The way you have to read it, there are five cases of Tom, that if they do it three times, then it becomes Muad. That's a completely new way of reading the Mishnah. Then all five of them will become Muad. Now, 
Now, now that takes care of the five things of time and the five things of muad. That if you do them three times, they become muad. Now when the Mishnah continues and says, Shen, Veregel, all those things, it's no longer included in the five. It's not discussing the fives anymore. Because the five, there was a separate thing. These five things, when you do them, they're chatzinezek, they're when you do the first three times. And if you do them three times, then they become muad. Now continues the Mishnah. V'shen v'regel muadin metchiloson. Shen and regel are muad from the beginning. V'heichan ha'adoson. And where are they become muad? V'chotzer ha'nizak. Now, look at what is changing here. What is changing is the words when we had before. And we had before the words... Shor ha'muad v'shor ha'mazik v'shus ha'nizak. Those words before, we thought that that's going on Karen. The way we learned originally, when it said Shorah Muad, that means if an animal went in, because it's listing, it's, it's listing the five types of Muad. Shorah Muad, it's a Karen that did it three times. Or Shorah Maz Nizak, like Rabbi Tarfun, Karen Bershus Nizak. That's how we got stuck, because that's going like Rabbi Tarfun. What he's saying, no, this is not part of the five cases of Muad. The five cases of Muad have already been dealt with. This is now going on Shane and Regal. This, this statement now in the Mishnah that said Shorah Muad Vashorah Maz Nizak is going going on regal, that Shane and regal are muad right away. Where are they muad? But it's not going on Karen. Now that it's not going on Karen, it's no longer reflecting the Shita of Rabbi Tarfun. Therefore, the whole Mishnah is going like the Chachamim, and you don't have, we're not even discussing the Machlokas of Rabbi Tarfun. There's no Machlokas here being mentioned about Karen Bershus HaNizak. It's not even being discussed. There's no and Sefer, kind of. We're mixing everything up. There's no Reish and Sefer. It's all Rabbanon. I know what mixing everything up means. No, no, Chamisha Tamchash Muadim. That's the Reisha. That's done. That's the Reisha. Now we're going to Halachas. That's the Reisha by Karen. Now we're talking about Regal. The Sefer does not discuss in Karen at all. Shane and Regal is being discussed in the in the. Okay, I have a, I, 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 what the bottom line is, it's a completely different understanding of what the Chamisha Tam and Chamisha Mu'adim are, because the, now what's being listed in the Mishnah is not going back on the five, on the, that was already were done, and now we're doing new halachas. The key point over here is that the word Shoramud Vashoramad Vashoramad before we're taught it's going on Karen, and that would be the sheets of Rabbi Tarfun, now we're saying it's talking about Regal, and we're not even mentioning the Machlokas about Chatzin Nezik Vashos. Hanizak, about Karen B'shosh Hanizak. It's not even discussing that. So let's go back. So therefore, like this. So again, so therefore, V'shein v'regel mu'ad mitchilosan v'zehu shora mu'ad v'shora mazik b'shosh hanizak. No, I'm skipping over this place. Where's the place? Chamish b'shosh hanizak. All right. V'shein v'regel mu'ad mitchilosan v'hei chanadazam v'chatz hanizak. So that's fine. That would seem to work very well. Then you have now, it's all going like, like the Chachamim. So, Maskevilo Ravino. So, Ravino asks like this. The next Perak on Chavdalid. The next Perak, Ketzad Haregel, right? That, on, 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 uh, there's a Mishnah on Chavdalid that references back that references back to this Mishnah. And it asks, Ezu Tam Ezu Muad. Where's the place? Chavdal um, it, it, it says, it goes. It goes back on our Mishnah. And it uses the same words. Shara Mazik Nizak Keitzad. What's the example of Shora Mazik Vrshusadniza, Ketzat? And it brings the Machlokas of the Chachomim and Rabbi Tarfun, Legabe Chatsi Nezek, Legabe Keren Vrshusadnizak, whether it's Chatsi Nezek and Nezek Sholem. So it says, if you learn the first couple ways that we learned that that's talking about Karen, then I understand why on Chavdal and Adez it's referencing our Mishnah and it's bringing down the Machlokas because it is discussing the Machlokas by Karen Nizak. But if you learn the way that Reb just wanted to learn, that it's not talking about Karen, but it's actually talking about Shane Varegel, what is the Mishnah later on asking Ketzad and bringing the Machlokas by Karen by Nizak? It makes no sense according to the the way Rav Zvi just learned it. Right, everyone hear the question? It's a very strong question. So why is it like this? 
Sigmarna says as follows. Lechorah. So maskevilo ravino haktani lekaman later on on the Mishnah Chavdalim at base it says shora mazik b'shusan nezaketzad it goes it references our Mishnah and it says what's the example what's the case now and then it gives the case of the machlokas Rabbi Tarfon by and the Chachamim by Karen the Iyamad b'shloma Iri Bo see if you learn that that phrase is discussing Karen Bershusan Nizak, then I understand how it connects to the Mishnah later on on Chavdalit. So Mishum Hachiktani Keitza, that's the, that's why it says Keitza and gives the example that it gives. We're not talking about Karen Bechlal, we're talking about Shane and Regal, the way Rav Zvid wanted to learn. So Lechara Mai Keitza, how does it fit with the Mishnah later on in Chavdalit? So therefore, Rav Zvid's been knocked out. Now we're going to Ravina's way of learning the Mishnah. Ela Amar Ravina again. He is going. Each one is borrowing certain elements from the person before. He says, "You're right. Chesura There has been a deletion of the text. We have to reinstate it." And this is the way to learn the Mishnah. So let's see what he's tweaking because we know the problems. So let's see how he's avoiding the problems. Chamisha Tam in Hain. There are five cases of Tam. And if they did it three times, they become muad. Okay, so that hasn't changed. We said that's the new, still the new way of learning that there are five cases of keren. The first three times it's chatsi nezek. If it does it three times, it becomes nezek sholim. But shein veregel muadin mitchiloson and shein and regel taka are muad from the beginning. And that takes care, that first explains, that's the case of Shoramuad. That is Shoramuad, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No. Stop. This is, this is how Rashi explains it. Stop. So therefore, Now, Zeu Shoramuad, Zeu Shoramuad is going back on the first part of the Mishnah. That the case of where it becomes a, a Tam, until the first three times, and then it becomes a Muad, Zeu Shoramuad, that's the Shoramuad referenced in the Torah. When the Torah talks about Karen, in the Torah, it's talking about that type of muad, where it's three times to become a shara muad. It doesn't, it's not a karen from the beginning muad. So therefore, zeu shara muad means, and that's the muad of the Torah, that you have an animal that has to go three times before it can become a muad. However, if it's a shor that was mazik nizak, that would already be what? That's subject to a machlokas. That will be subject to the machlokas of Rabbi Tarfan Virabonon. So therefore, what, what, what he's saying over here is it is referencing this, these words of Veshora Muad, Veshora Mazik, Veshusanizak, is going on Karen. And the way you have to explain going on Karen, Shora Muad means telling you the normal, that's the normal Shora Muad in the Torah that you have to go three times. However, there is a type of Shora Muad that potentially could become Muad from the beginning, but that's subject to a machlokas between, uh, Rabbi Tarf and the Chachamim. Where is that gonna be? That's when it's in the Rishos of the Nizak. Now it connects to the Mishnah on Chavdalan, because then the Mishnah on Chavdalan elaborates on that machlokas. Now, the Yesh Mu'adim Acherim continues the Mishnah. The Yesh Mu'adim Acherim, Kiyotzeba that are similar, that are similar, that there is possibility of being Mu'ad from the beginning. Right? It doesn't say Adam over here, but Adam should be included in the list. Adam and the Ze'ev, Ariva, Dova, Bartolus, Vanamar, Vanachash, all of those are Mu'ad right away. They're not the Mu'ad of the Torah, because the Mu'ad of the Torah, you have to have three times Tom and then Mu'ad, but they are Mu'ad from the beginning. There, they, that, that, and that's the, so the Mishnah really continues with Karen. It has a small interlude in Shein Varegla's Muad Mitchilosan, and then it continues on with Karen. So therefore, our Mishnah is really not reflecting Rabbi Tarfun or uh, the Rabbonan in any, it does mention the Mach, it alludes to the Machlokas, but there really is no it doesn't, you don't have to take a position that, oh, the race is going like Chachamim, the Sefer is going like, you don't have to get into that, because it's not, it's a, a, the way we've explained it, it's not limiting in any way to one opinion over the other. Alright. Now, this is very important to note. Lechora, you don't just make up a Chesura Mechsura. How do you know to say that something's, oh, it's the lead, it makes sense. Well, the point is, we found a Brysa that actually says, it, learned this that the, 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 the Bryce is set up exactly how we just set up the Mishnah. So it makes sense that the Bryce took its cue from the way the Mishnah was originally written. And that's how we know that there was a Chesura Mechsura in the, in the Mishnah. Let's see. Tanya Nami Hachi, a Bryce that says this. Chamisha Tamin Hain. 
Or five cases of tam. Bim huadu, and if they did it three times, they become muad. Chamishas and all, if all the altarim become muadim. V'shein v'regel amuadim itchilas, and they're muad from the beginning. V'zeu shoramud, and this, the case where it becomes tam and it becomes muad, that's the muad of the Torah. That's already a machlok to retire from the Rabbonon. And there are other cases that are similar that could also be muad from the beginning. And that's the case with Ze'ev, Ariva, Dova, Namrabardos, Vanachash. Okay, so basically, this is the final way of learning the Mishnah where we don't have any more problems between the Rasha and the Sefer. Now, Ikadimaramula Mirma. There are some that ask it as a contradiction. They ask the contradiction, and then they came to the conclusion that we just came to. How, what's that? Like it's all right. So it's like it, so it says, but it's not another way of learning. It's just another way of coming to the way we we, we just came to. It says that there are five Tamim and there are five Muadim. What do you mean there's five Tamim and the five Muadim? I, we have, if you look at the Mishnah, it lists a lot more than five Muadim. So how do you understand? It means the version of the Mishnah we have is difficult. Because it says there's five Tam and there's five Muadim, and it lists a lot more. So how do you understand? And then Ravina answered, no, because we have a deletion in our Mishnah. When you put the deletion into the back into the Mishnah, then it makes sense. That the way the Mishnah was, uh, has to be re- re- reinstated is Hamisha Tamin Hain. There are five cases of Tam that become Muad. Then it's not a Kasha from Ariva Dova Bardos. Why? Because those never start of being Tam. So therefore, ve'im huadu chamishas and muadim. Now, shein ve'regel is also muad mitcholoson, and zel shoramud. This zel shoramud is the only thing that's difficult with this pshat because it's going back on Karen, even though it inter- made an interlude with shein ve'regel, and that's the shein, and that's the muad, the, that, that's the Karen in the Torah of time becoming muad. However, shoramazu b'rishus anizak. That's already machlokz of itav and rabbanon. Ve'yesh muadim acheren kiyotze ve'eler, like that, that that can be muad from the beginning, like shein ve'regel, or like Rabbi Tarfan's position of, of nezak of, of Karen. And what are those? The first part clearly said the five tami pechatzin nezik is for sure talking about Karen, but we don't want to get into it if it's for sure nezik for sure. No, no, that's not. That's not right. Somewhere. Right. That's not. That's not. It's not limiting. It's not limiting it that way. Right. Now below lirbo. So we said that crouching, the animal sitting down, the robot is squatting on something and breaking it, is a tolda of Karen. It's a tolda of Karen and would be a, a chazi nezek the first three times. So, Amar Gedolim. It's only Meshuna. It's only considered abnormal if you're dealing with large containers that it's sitting on. Because that would not be the norm. But if it would be smaller containers, Urchehu. That is the norm. And therefore, since that's the norm, it would not fit under Karen. What would it fit under? Regal. Shane, Shane, or Regal. I mean, uh, uh, maybe Regal, right. So therefore, the point is, it wouldn't be Karen, it would either be Shane or Regal, it wouldn't be, and therefore it would be Nezek Sholem only if it's Vershusa Nezek. But it would be happening in the Vershusa Rabbim, you're not Chayv on Vershusa Rabbim for Shane and Regal. So therefore, therefore it's only, if Pachim is Ktan, it would be Urche, and therefore it would not be considered Shane, it would, uh, it would not be considered uh, Karen, it would be considered either Shane or Regal. Regal, okay. The Tzmona says, Lema Messiah, Lema, the Gemara wants to bring a proof. I'll bring you a proof that that is correct. That we're talking about specifically large containers and not small ones. Why is that? Because it says like this in the Brisa, It's talking about uh, that what defines uh, 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 regal, that an animal is muad, it's mechayat, full damages if the damage occurs in its normal, uh, its normal way of walking. And if it breaks things along the way, not intentionally, or if it squashes a person, or squashes an animal, or it crushes kalim, also those are all told us of, or would fall under the category of regal. Of regal. Now, Lechora, you said in the Mishnah that the animal, if it squats and breaks the keli, that would be under shame. 
And here in the Bryce it says, Lemaiches HaKelim is a tolda of Regal. So it must be the way to reconcile it. The Mishnah is talking about if it was large Kalim, and the Bryce is talking about if it was small. So that means that that's why the Bryce supports the, the distinction that you just made. The Bryce says, no Raya. The Bryce never said that when it broke the Kalim, it's through squatting on him. Could be squatting on a kli is considered mashuna, whether it's a large kli or a small kli. The brises could be talking about that with it, it crushed it with its body when it was walking by, and that's why it's a told of regal. But it I means we want to bring a ride from the fact that the brises says your chayv was crushing squash of a crushing kalim must be. Then you have, are you going to have a difficulty there? It says your part here. It says your No, here we're not talking about squatting. It never said about squatting. It just says kadarko when it's what could be with its body, and therefore you have no raya that there's a distinction by squatting between large kalim and small kalim. Maybe it's talking about the animal here in the brisa. Why is it regal? Because it's doing it while it's walking from the side. It's squashing it with the side of its body in the normal gait and its normal type of walking. But the first terrets we had still wants to make the distinction that it's only considered mashuna and it's only considered a tolda of keren if it's large kalim, if it would be small kalim, it would fall under rego. The ikka, we have a riot for it, but that's the position that it takes. Ikka de Amri, there's another version that holds not like this. Ikka de Amri. Amr Abelozer, lo tema pachim dolim. Don't say it's davka only mashuna if it's pachim gedolim, if it's large kalim. Hudalav urcha, which is not, then you would say that's not considered a derech. Avo pachim getanim, but if it's small, would be urcha and it'd be a told of regal, and then you would be chay of nezek shalom, brushus anizak, and be potter and shusarabim. Don't make that distinction. Ela filu pachim ketanim nami lav urcha. According to this version, even if it's pachim ketanim, what? <coughs> it's love urche, it's Karen, and you would be Chayev Nezek Sholem, even Bershus Arabim, because it's a tolda of Karen, not a tolda of Shane, a tolda of Regal. I mean, it's disagreeing with the first version. Mesive, on this Digmore as a Kasha, you're telling me there's no difference between large Kalim and small Kalim. How do you understand the Brisa? That an animal walking and it crushes a person, and it crushes an animal, and it crushes vessels. It says that's a tolda of Rego that falls under Rego, and you're saying that makes no difference. Kalim is always considered under Karen. They're talking about squashing from the side, and we're talking about squatting. Squatting, Taka, makes a difference, large or small. From the side, Taka, it's a told of Rego. All right. means the Ika de Ramila Mirma. Now, we have a, 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 a third way of uh, a third version. The third version is going to hold like the first version, as you'll see in a moment. So, some asked it as a contradiction. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Veloy Lirvoitz is that you're not, that the animal is, 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 is not muat mitchiloso, it's not considered nezek sholem if it squats, because squat is, cause squatting is considered to be a tolda of keren. Vatanya I lechora the brisa says ulemachas adam es abeim es akelim that crushing a person an animal or kelim is considered to be a tolda of regel and it's nezek sholem. So on this, the difference is, is it large or it's small? It means the, the third version learned, it could be talking about in the Bryce of squatting. Ah, if it's squatting, why isn't it Karen? Because it's small Kalim. Small Kalim is Urche. That's why it's considered Regal in Yerchai. The first, uh, the, the, the Mishnah is talking about large Kalim. It means this third, this third version is going back to the first version's understanding that there is a difference between large Kalim and small Kalim. And there's limited large case small kalim, so then also when it says it's crushing, I saw uh, the Mepharshim said when it's crushing the uh, Aljam, it means it has to be little, uh, kids or, uh, or uh, 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 small, uh, small animals, that would be, that would be, uh, that would be the din. Alright. Hazeva Ari. So it said over there, so we all know what this, the simple translations we know. Zeva Ari, we know. What's Bardalus? My Bardalus. Okay, so what is this? Oh, Gavaldi, we all know what it is. Now it's called a Nafrizo. So what is That helps. So my Nafrizo. What exactly is a Nafrizo? So I'm Rabbi Yosef. Apo. Apo. Okay, Apo. Now we know what it is. So what is an Apo? So I saw, I saw some say it means a hyena. 
Hyena. That's the way when I was a kid. That's how they translated it. Uh, hyena. I saw the other people say different shots. Okay. Anyway, take a look. Uh, the, 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 some say it means a hyena. Savua. I think an, a, a hyena in, in modern Hebrew is at Savua, right? So you'll see that. But Namer is one of the cases in the Mishnah already. So it's not. It's not. Tomorrow says like this, Mesevi Rav Meir Omer Afat Savua. Tomorrow says like this, Rav Meir Omer Afat Savua, Rav Omer Afanachash. So the kasha over here is that, uh, uh, that, 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 Tomorrow is asking a question, uh, it's that, that, that we see that Rav Meir said Afat Savua. So, Rav, in, in this version of the Brysa, Rav Meir added to the list that Amuad Mitchiloson ate Savua. Now, what's the problem with that? So, how could you tell me a Bardalus is an Apa if Rav Meir, and, and Bardalus is in the list, and Rav Meir comes along and adds to the list on top of Bardalus, he also adds Tzavua, and yet Tzavua, you're telling me, also means Apa. How could there be two of them both meaning Apa? So, look, Kasha. Says the Gemara, there happens to be, there's no difficulty, because Kanbet Savua Zachar, Kanbet Savua Nekeva. They both called Apa, except that, uh, Bartolus is referring to the male, and, uh, Tavua is referring to the female. So, or the other way around. Okay, the other way around. <laughs> What's that? There, there's Rashi has two girsos, Lishna Khrina, he has it switches it around. Anyway, oh. so says the Gemara like this. So says the Gemara Kamit Savua Zachar, Kamit Savua Nakev, the Sanya, Savua Zachar, now that whatever this Gemara means, I, I don't know. Take a look, the Marshall tries to explain it. So it says like this, a Savua, why do we call the male and a female differently in this? Because they have unique qualities that don't apply to the male as applied to the, to the, to the female, and therefore they have different names. What is unique about this Savua Zachar? Laachar Sheva Shonim, after seven years, Nasa Atlav, it turns into a bat. In seven years after being a bat, Nasa Arpad, it turns into an Arpad. Arpad is some type of thorn bush. An Arpad, Laachar, Zayin, Shonim, Nasa, Kimush. Kimush, it becomes thistles. And Kimush, Laachar, Shonim, and after seven years, it's Nasa, Chok, it becomes a thorn. And Chok, Laachar, Shonim, Nasa, Shade. It becomes a demon. All right. And the one brings down Shidro Shal Adam, the spine of a person, Shonim, after he's buried, seven years after he's buried, Nasa Nachash turns into a snake. That's only if you're never bowed by Modim. If you're bowed by Modim, so then it doesn't turn into a snake. And I guess the just the Mida connected Mido is because the snake is the ultimate ultimate symbol of not being Makir Tov. Not being makir tov. The chait of this, uh, the nachash was a lack of akorasatov. So there was someone who doesn't have akorasatov. Modim is the act of akorasatov. So if you have akorasatov, then it doesn't turn into a nachash. Okay. Alright, Vaitu. Amar Mar. We just quoted a Bryce that said like this. Rav Meir added the list. There was five or six or whatever. Five in the Mishnah. Rav Meir added savua in the Bryce. Afat savua. And Rabbi Lazar Omer, Afanachash. Now, the Gemara is asking a question between Rabbi Lazar in the Mishnah and Rabbi Lazar in the Brisa. Because in the Brisa, in the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar said, no, I don't hold their all Muad Mitchiloson. Because they are, if they're Bnei Tarbus, if they are domesticated, then they don't, they will have a din of Tam and Muad. The only one who said that it's going to be Muad Mitchiloson is the Nachash. Is the Nachash. The Nachash is different. But now in the Brisa it says, Rabbi Lozer Omer, Afa Nachash. That implies that Nachash is the same as all the other ones. That's, that's arguing with the way Rabbi Lozer said the Pshat in the Mishnah. Says more of Anantanan, Rabbi Lozer Omer, Bezmanshem, Bnei Tarbus. I disagree with you that the other five, if they're domesticated, Ain and Muadim, they don't become Muad right away. Hanachash is the only one that's Muad Mitchilasan. Someone says, you're right. You have to, uh, read, uh, you have to edit the Brysa. Don't say Rabalazar Omer Afa Nachash. Just say Rabalazar Omer Nachash. Nachash is the one that's always Muad Mitchilasan. The other ones, he disagrees. Because the other ones, if they tarbus, then they could be Tam and then become Muad. So Tani Nachash, not Afa Nachash. Okay. Amar Shmuel. Ari. Now let's just understand this. You have now a lion. 
So a lion, Rumor is going to say a fascinating thing, that a lion is not afraid of anyone coming and taking away its prey. Most animals are. So most animals will kill the prey, they'll be torah the prey, and then take the prey somewhere else to eat, so that no one else and nothing else comes and takes it away. The lion literally eats its prey alive. It'll be doris, means trap it, and eat it while it's alive. Which means that if a lion in Rosh Hashanah is traps the prey and eats it alive, that's urche, that's the derech. And since that's the derech, that would fall under regal. And since it will fall under Shane and Regal, which will be Potter in the Rishusa Rabbim. If it kills it and then it eats it, that would be Meshuna. And that would be then it would fall under Karen. And therefore, in such a case, you would be Chayev, uh, you'll be chayev for it, uh, you'll be chayev as Karen. The Achronim are, uh, have a lot of difficulty understanding this, because how can someone be able to take a lion into a Rosh Rabbim and have a tour because there was, uh, because it's Urche? Well, it's not Urche to walk around Rosh Rabbim with a lion, and then we force him deal with it. I, I, again, it's, it needs a little bit, in the halacha you have to deal with it, but that's what Mar's going to say here. I mean, isn't it in the course of jumping on the animal and starting to eat it, you end up killing it? So how do you say you eat it How do you, you know that for a fact? Well, I mean... No, you, if you go, look, you watch these National Geographic things when they're attacking a zebra, they're eating it, they're, they, 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 the animal's still moving around, the animal's still alive. It dies because it's being eaten, it's not died because it was killed. The point is that it's normal on Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 just the theory works. In terms of practice, you have to understand how's a, how's a guy allowed to walk around in Rosh Hashanah with a lion, but that's a different story. So why is it like this? So Amr Shmuel, Ari Rabim. You have a lion in Rosh Rabim. Doras ve'achal. Doras is it 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 it, it traps it. It doesn't kill it. It tramples it and it traps it and eats it. Potter. Why? Because that's Urche. And since it's Urche, it falls under Shane. Shane Rosh Rabim. You're Potter. Taraf. Taraf is it tore it apart and killed it. And then it ate of Achal. That's love Urche for a lion. And then you would be Chayiv. So why, as the Gemara explains, Daras va'achal is potur. Why came into Urche lemidras have? That's the way it normally eats. So then havele kamisha achla peiros v'yerakos. It's like a regular animal eating peiros v'yerakos, which is the norm. And rishus arabim, you're potur. Davale shein rishus arabim, it's potur. Taruf that for a lion to kill first and then eat its prey, that's lav urche. It's not the norm, who? And therefore, that's why it's considered to be a as meshuna and irchayev chatzinezik b'rishus arab. Killing force. What's that? It's so the killing force meshuna. So Moshe says like this: Lemeimra urche. You're telling me for an animal to kill its prey first, for a, a lion to kill its prey first, is lav urche? It's connected the pasuk. Bahak Siv, Posik says like this, this is a Posik in Nachum. It says, Arya Torev Bidei Gurosov, a lion kills its prey for its cubs. That's not a Kasha, is why, because Bishvil Gurosov, that, yeah, for itself it doesn't kill, but when it's killing to take for its cubs, then it does kill first. So Torah, it will be Torev for Gurosov, not for itself to eat. So the one says, I, what about the next part of the Posik? It says, and it strangles, also it kills, it strangles its prey for the female lions. Actually, I think in the, in the, in the prey, usually it's the female lions doing the hunting and they bring it to the, the male. But it also says that the male lions will kill and strangle for the female, for the she lions. So also you see it's killing it. Again, the is not a kasha, because since it's not eating it for itself, it's eating it for the female lion, it's killing it for the female lions, it's bishvil of not a kasha. Continues the the pasuk says the yamale teref that the torn up pieces it fills its hole it fills the hole with the torn up pieces mechor it's killing somewhere it says also not a kasha for storage yes for storage but it'll kill but not when it wants to eat right away itself and the last thing um onosav onosav it's its abode its house also are filled with trefa, are filled with dead carcasses. So you see it kills. Again, the answer is, when it's putting it in its house for later use, then enachinami, but not when it wants to eat right away. When it eats right away, it eats the animals alive. So you have no kasha. The concept of therefore trefa is still mishuna if it's trefa v'ochal. Frek the Gemara, kasha from a brysa. 
So therefore, like this, it says, "Vatani." We learned in a brayse of a chain. Chaya shenichnas elachotzer an nizok. A chaya is any type of beast. It doesn't make a distinction. It says, "Went into the courtyard of the nizok." Tarfa behema v'achla bosar, and it tore up, it killed an animal, and it eat and ate its uh, it ate its flesh. Meshalem nezek shalem. You're paying nezek shalem. Now the Gemara is assuming we're not going with the Tarfa sheet, Tarfa sheeta. Gemara is assuming here we're going with the sheeta of the Chachamim. Now what's the question? The question over here is that if it's tarfa behema v'achla basar, so then you should make a distinction. Depends on what it is. And here it doesn't make a distinction. It says you're paying nezek sholem. So the only it cannot be keren because be keren it would be chazi nezek. It must be. Shane. So you see, Tarfa is considered Urche and it's not considered Lav Urche. Because if it's Lav Urche, it would be Terran. That's correct. And then it would be Chasinezek. So when it says, Hachamayaskinan, Shetarfa Lahaniach. So we're saying that over here, when it killed it and it tore it apart, it's for storage. It wasn't for eating. So what are you talking about? Ha'achlokatani. It says that it ate it. You can't say it's for storage. So when it says, yeah, it changed its mind. It changed its mind. It wanted to store it. That's why it was normal. And then it ate it. Well, how do you know? I mean, what, it told you it's changing its mind. How do you know it's changing mind, number one? And number two, then how could Shmuel make the chilek before? Shmuel made the chilek before that when the animal was tarfa in Rosh Hashanah, so you're going to have to be chatzi nezek. How do you know? Maybe it was tarfa and, to, and then it changed its mind and then it ate it, which would be urche, and then it would be, should be potter because of shame. So when it says, oh, the Shmuel nami, hu. So clearly you cannot assume that an animal changes its mind. So we're back to our question. So how do you make a distinction between Tarfa and Darsa? So Amar of Nachbar Yitzchak Litzdodim Ktani. The way you have to learn the Brisa is split it into two. Tarfa, if it's Tarfa, without eating it, so then you're going to be Chayev Nezek, uh, nezek Sholem. Or if it was Darsa Achlo, you're going to be Chayev Nezek Sholem. Because in both cases, it's Urche, and that's why you're going to be Chayev. So therefore, the time Ketani, Shetarfa Lahaniach, O Darsa V'Achla. So it's not Tarfa V'Achla, it's two cases. Tarfa Lahaniach, O Darsa V'Achla, then it's Meshalemes Nezek Sholem. I said Chaya doesn't make a distinction. It's much more all animals, including the Nayan. So then why then the Baraisa should have made the distinction? Since it didn't, it means everything's included. There's no distinction. So right. So Moses is like this. Ravina Amar, Ravina says like this, that in order that there shouldn't be a contradiction between the Baraisa and Shmuel's teaching, is Kika Amar Shmuel. Shmuel was talking about domesticated lions. That's the shot. We're talking about a domesticated lion. We're going to see if that works. Kika Amar Shmuel, Ba'ari Tarbus. Following the opinion of Rabbi Lozer that a lion can become domesticated. That he says that that's not considered to be urche even in a case where the animal, uh, the, the animal, uh, was Doris and ate. So what it says, one second, if you're telling me that Shmuel's case, which Shmuel made the distinction between Darsa and, 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 tar, and Tarfa, he's talking about domesticated lion, it doesn't fit his case. That makes no sense. Iachi, afilu darsa nami. Then lechora, darsa should not be urche then. It said darsa, you're paying nezek shalom because of shame. Tarfa is, uh, I'm sorry, darsa, you're potter because it is urche, which is shame, and shame is just a rabbi, you're potter. Tarfa, Shmuel said, which is chatzinezek because it's love urche. But if you're telling me it's an ari that is a bnei tarbus, which is domesticated, then whether it's darfa or it's tar, darsa or it's tarfa, we should say in both cases that's not the norm and therefore you should be potter in both cases. So how do you help the situation explaining Shmuel that Shmuel is talking about a domesticated animal? The Chayra therefore Afilu Darsa Nami Lechayev It should be Lav Urche if it's a domesticated animal if it's Darsa. Shmuel says you're right. Shmuel, when Ravina said there's a, we're talking about a domesticated animal he was not going on Shmuel. Shmuel is not talking about a domesticated animal. So Shmuel's Chiluk makes sense. If it's Darsa and it's a non-domesticated Animal, that's the norm. Since it's the norm, you're potter. Why are you potter? Because that falls under 
Shane and Shane is butter. If it's tarfa, which is not the way a lion normally kill, eats, it doesn't kill and then eat, so then it's lav urche, that's keren chatsi nezek. What Ravina was going on, the brysa, the brysa that we brought down, that's going on a domesticated animal. Now let's see how that works. Elad Ravina lava shmul itmar, ela at nisa. Is going on the brisa and Kitani Matnisa when the brisa was saying that a chaya means even a lion that goes in to a chutzer uh, and it's tarfa behema va'achla baser mishalem nezek shalem. What is that referring to? It's va'ari tarbus ba'liv dravelazer and it's going like dravelazer that he says that an ari tarbus that a, a, a domesticated animal, it would not be the norm for the animal to kill. So therefore he says uh, that it's not the norm, and therefore it's not the norm in Roshus HaNizok, so therefore you have to pay. So Moses says, one second. The universe made it worse. Because if you tell me that it's, it, it's, it's an, a, a, uh, a domesticated animal, and therefore what should it be? If it's lav urche, it should not be considered shen, shen, it should be considered keren, and then the payment should not be nezek shalem, it should be chatzin nezek. See, yachi, chatzin nezek shlume, it should be chatzin nezek. says, no, it's a bnei tarbus that had already done it three times, that had become a muad. The, the, the Iyayin, that became a Muad. So Moses says, the Iyachim, my, uh, so then my, I, the Ketani, the told us the Shane, the Chorah, this Brisa was giving examples of, what is an example of Shane and Rego? Now if you're telling me that it was a, a domesticated animal that had done it three times, and therefore, even though it's normally Lav Urche, it became Urche, and that's why you have to pay Nezek Sholem, it's not Shane, it's the Tolda of Karen. So therefore, the Iachi, Haidatani Lo Gabi told the Shane, Gabi told the Karen boy Lemisnoya. Shouldn't we just catch that? That is a difficulty you understand. But Shmuel still holds, maintains his chiluk that by a lion, that's the non-domesticated lion, there is a distinction in how it kills in Rishusarabim, whether you'll be Potter Chayev, whether it falls under Shane, whether it falls under Regal, uh, whether it falls under Karen. Let's go weiter. Ma bein tam lemuad. What's the says the Eilu Commissioner? What's the difference in the way you pay tam to the way you pay muad? I mean, the quanti- not in terms of quantity, but in terms of the qualitative difference in terms of how we assess. So Moshe says, "Ela shatam mishalom chatzin ezek migufo umud mishalom ezek shalom mina aliyah." That we said this before. A tam, the damages is chatzin ezek capped by the value of the damaging animal, whereas a muad, there is no cap. It could even be Aliyah, even from your house. You can take from your best properties. My Aliyah, what exactly does the word Aliyah mean? So I'm Rabbi Lozav, and means even if we have to go to the best of your properties, there is no cap. You have to pay whatever you have for the full damages of the, of, of the Muad. The Chain who own there, where we see the word Aliyah, referring to the best of the properties or something, the best of something. It says, When he died, they buried him. And they buried him, the Mala Kivra of the, of the family of David. He was from the, the Melech Yehuda. So Moritz says, What does he mean by Mala? He was buried by the most significant of the family, by the, gra- the most significant graves of the family. So who was Chizkiyo buried next to? David Veshlomo. Continues the, uh, the, the Gemara. It says like this. This is talking about Asa. Asa was another one of the, I think it was a Malach, one of the Malach Yisrael, I think. It says, When he died, by Yigberu Bekvorosav, they buried, they, 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 they buried him in the grave, Asher Karolo, that he had dug for himself, Be'ir David, in the city of David. I don't know, maybe he's not mentioned from Yehuda. Vayashkivuhu, Bemishkov, Asher, Milei, Besamim, Uzanim, and they put him in the, uh, the, in, 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 in the grave that was filled with, uh, spices, with perfumes, and Zanim. So what does Zanim mean? My Bsomim was Zanim. So Belaza Arma Zini Zini. Zini Zini means different species. Different species, different minim of spices. That's what it refers to. Rab Shmu Barnachmeni Amar Bsomim Shakalame Rehbahen Balide Zima. It was there was such such alluring spices that therefore somebody who smelled them had thoughts of promiscuity of of of, of immoral thoughts from the smell of these spices. Okay. Continues. 
Says the Gemara like this. It says that uh, in in, uh, in in Yirmiyahu, Pasuk says that Ki Savi Ki Karu Shocha Lelakdeni. That Yirmiyahu is complaining that there were to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, He said that they were they that they, they they dug a a a pit to tra- entrap him. Upachim Tamnu Leraglo, and they put traps to they spread out by my feet. What was he complaining about? What did they do to tra- entrap Yirmiyahu? So Belazar Amar Shachashdu Mizona that they suspected him that he had relations with a zona. Even worse, they suspected that he had relations with an Aishas Ish. According to the opinion that they thought they had relations with a Zona, we find the word Shucha, which is a pit, we find in relations to a Zona. In Mishlei, the Pazak says, that a deep, unending pit is a zona. Someone who gets mixed up with zonas, it's an unending pit. You can't climb out of it. Uh, that's, you see, zona and shucha goes together. So he says, they dug a pit for me, so that was a zona. So the opinion says, it was zona, that makes sense. So, my shucha, why is it referring to shucha as ashes ish? If we find it's really connected to a zona, what and a woman that does ashes ish, she's she's not included in the terminology of zona. She's also a zona, so therefore the word zona can also be referring to ashes ish as well. According to the opinion that says they suspected him of Ashes Ish, that's what it says. The Pazik says in Yirmiyo that he says to Hashem, Hashem you know all of their counsel are lie, they try to kill me. So now it makes sense. If they suspected him of Ashes Ish, so then they're setting him up to execute him. What is the Lamavis? What is, how did they set him up for death? What says, what happens is, They threw him, actually, they threw him into a, uh, into a, a, a tar pit, into a cement pit, and they were hoping that he would die. So that's actually, so it's not connected in terms of the Choshen of Hazona, but they actually threw him into a pit full of, of cement. Uh, Says so more like this: Darish Rava, Maidersiv, Yiyu Mechshalim Lefanecha Beis Apecho, Mechshalim Lefanecho. Let them, you let them be, uh, let them stumble before you. And Beis, and he said, he asked Hashem that Beis Apecho, when you're angry, Ase Bahem. That's when you should deal with them. Means he was davening that Hashem should punish these people. Yirmiyah. So he says, let them uh, stumble before you and deal with them when you are angry. So what does that mean? Even when they want to give charity, and charity, tzedakah is hatzil mimavus. He says, You should trip them up. Let them give the charity to people that are really are are tricksters, people that are not worthy. So they don't get the reward and the protection of the tzedakah. That means dealing when you're angry means you set it up in a way that when you get tzedakah it'll go to somebody who doesn't really deserve it. Okay, John, we'll stop over here. Uh, uh,